For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. I'm Tyson Mutrix. I'm your host, and I'm the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And today, I've got a special podcast episode for everyone. And this is with a client, Eric Werner. And uh, Eric is also a friend of mine, and he has has graciously agreed to do this. Uh, We are five minutes out of a mediation where we just settled the case. And so, Eric, first of all, how are you feeling? Hi Tyson, um, I, I'm I'm feeling very uh, very relieved. I think um, this is a case that has been been going on for nearly nearly five years. So there is some sense of relief that it's not something that I that I have to think about um, any anymore. That's something that I know is going to be to be behind me, and it's not going to be part of my my story anymore because it you know like I said it was almost five years ago that this accident happened. So it's nice to just be able to, you know, close the door on it and put it away. Yeah, and let me give, you know, people a little bit of background as to the case. It's a, it's a car crash case. It did happen about five years ago. Um, we settled one part of the case quite a while ago. Um, it, it was against the other driver. And then the second part of the case was the underinsured motorist part of the case where you, it was your policy, it was against your insurance company. Um, State Farm Insurance, and they were offering very little prior to us us filing a lawsuit, and then we decided to file the lawsuit, and, you know, that was was filed pre-COVID, so, uh, and then all of COVID happened, so things got dragged out a little bit, and then we were able to finally just mediate it. So, we just did this um, via Zoom. Many mediations are done um, in person, so what we're, I guess, going into it, so before I get to, you know, what your thoughts were on the process, but going into it, I guess, what were your, what, how did you feel about it? Um, it, I think it, it's difficult, you know, with Zoom because, you know, when you're having in-person, anything in person, you can, you know, I think people on both sides can take um, cues from the other, the other people. So, you know, if, I know you're in separate rooms and such, but, you know, the, the mediator, the people, you know, you can, I think there's more hesitation and more maybe resistance or um, inability to, to sort of move um, because, you know, you, you know that that the other party is just right next door. So I think with Zoom, it allowed just a little, it allowed a greater sort of room for, uh, to put people at ease, you know, you're doing a mediation instead of having a mediation in, in a conference room where, you know, you're at a law firm, um, you're doing it from the comfort of your own home or, you know, wherever you choose to do it. So it, it at least put me a little bit more, more at ease um, because, uh, you know, I was sitting, sitting in my, in my living room, um, you know, with my dog and, you know, was able to, 
to feel more comfortable in, in, in expressing, you know, how I was feeling because, you know, I, I was in a, a comfortable surrounding. You know, I didn't really think about it from that perspective. That, that is, I think that's a really interesting perspective. And, and I'm generally opposed to Zoom uh, when it comes to mediation because I don't think that they're really that effective. Uh, but you make a really good point, though. Whenever you are um, in the really the comfort of your home, it, it, it actually could be way better for clients. So that, I think that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Because um, it is an uncomfortable thing. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable with these mediations where it's in person because you sort of run out of things to talk about, right? So you're sitting in the room and you're just kind of, you're just, you're waiting. There are times where, uh, and we we did a lot. We did this mediation in two parts, right? We had um, the first part of the mediation two weeks ago, both parties agreed to continue it because we weren't able to reach an agreement at that time. We had a lot of phone conversations between then and now, and then we finished it up this morning. And when we started this morning, we were getting close, but we weren't we weren't quite there. Um, but it is when you're in, you, we we wouldn't have been able to do any of this in person, not the way we did it with with this one. So this was pretty effective, but. When you when we were going into the mediation, I guess what were your thoughts? Because the defendant here is State Farm, and you we talked a little bit earlier about how like you've been like all of your policies are through State Farm, right? You've been paying them every single month for for several years. So what were your thoughts when it came to the defendant going into the mediation? Um, I, well, I think specifically, you know, because I have. My auto insurance through State Farm, my homeowner's insurance is through State Farm. Um, I own a business and my business insurance is through State Farm. You know, I had some hesitation um, to, you know, using my, you know, essentially I'm, su you know, suing my own insurance company for coverage that I had um, that, you know, there could be, you know, some, 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 for some form of retaliation from the insurance company, you know, should this case settle or when this case settles that, you know, they may say, well, you know, yes, you've been a client for nine years and you have three policies with us and you've paid your premiums in full on time and you've never had a claim, but, you know, this is a, a, a claim and a, yeah, with a with a, a larger amount and, you know, we no longer want to have you as a as a customer. So, that, you know, there was hesitation, hesitation there, um, but I had some, you know, conversations with my insurance agent, um, kind of about the same thing. And um, he informed me and I, and I wasn't aware of this, that underinsured motorist coverage is optional in the state of Missouri. Um, you don't have to have it on an auto policy. And he, you know, did his due diligence in advising me to have that coverage on my policy um, for situations such as this. And um, it's, you know, the point of insurance is to have coverage, well, have the peace of mind, have coverage, but when, you, and you don't use it until it's necessary to use it. And this is a situation in which it was necessary to use. So the hesitation that I had of, you know, using my insurance because I was, you know, fearful of a retaliatory you know, experience from State Farm was kind of thwarted because, you know, he assured me and we kind of talked through, well, you have insurance for a reason and this is an optional thing on your policy and, you know, you have to use insurance, you know, when it's needed and this was a situation that I needed to use it for.
you know, you make a great point about the underinsured motors. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a note on that really quick. And that's that everyone should have it. If you can afford it, it, it's fairly cheap when it comes to insurance. You should have it because on this case, the the other driver only had a hundred thousand dollars in insurance and that didn't come anywhere close to covering your, your damages. So having the underinsured motors made a significant impact in this case. So I, I, and I think everyone should have it. You see it quite a bit. State Farm is a really good insurance policy as of right now, which it's, you know, June 11th, 2021. I'm saying that because many insurance companies are moving over to what are called set-offs or, or sometimes they're called offsets, where um, I'll give you an, uh, an example of how an offset might work. Let's say that um, your other, the other insurance policy, and we'll use your case, for, for example, Eric, where um, if, let's say this were American family policy. What American family would have done is they would have taken, you've got a $250,000 underinsured motorist policy. They would have subtracted the hundred that you, that was already paid up by the other driver. And the only amount you could have gotten through American family was a, an additional 150, right? So it really screws over the insured, which in a situation like this, as opposed to like State Farm, they don't subtract that part, right? So the total amount of insurance available would have been 350 as opposed to 250. So you got to be careful who you're dealing with, shelter insurance, American Family, Farm Bureau, those insurance companies are, are not very good when it comes to uh, underinsured motors. So make sure that you don't have that option. Right, but back to the mediation. Um, what was what was it like emotionally? And I know we're probably going to end up going a little bit long here, but uh, what was it kind of like emotionally, the back and forth when it comes to the numbers? Because they started low, we started high. Like, what was that like? I mean, it's very, very, very trying um, on your emotions um, because obviously the as a person who was involved in the accident, I have a, um, you know, an emotional attachment to to the experience and every time you talk about the accident um you know because you know you have post-traumatic post-traumatic feelings about the accident so when you think that the accident is you know was significant you know because it was significant you know my definition of what is significant is and seemingly was less significant to to state farm so I had an idea of the experience that I went through, that my family went through, you know, the experience of the entire event. And I, of course, you know, think that this accident is worth millions and millions of dollars. Um, however, State Farm, you know, they have, they have a responsibility to, you know, to them, the attorney has a responsibility to State Farm and that that they value it at at a certain amount so that that was hard kind of going back saying well we think it's worth this and then they you know initially came in extremely low and so it, it was sort of kind of like a kick in the gut you're like well i i think how in the world can they think that this is worth less than this because they didn't go through it that they're just looking at it as a number so that 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 was that was difficult and you know the fact that it it didn't you know that it went on for more than you know, more than one one session was was you know it, it's kind of like having a band aid and something started to heal and you rip the band aid off and then it you know then it has to heal again. So that 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 was a, a difficult part. Yeah, and I and we, we kind of talked about this how it's 
you know, they, they try to wear you down, right? It's one of those things where they, they kind of, you get exhausted by the process. They, they try to, you know, wear you down over, uh, over a little bit of time. And so we, and we've talked about that in the past, but as we started to get closer to a final number and as, as we actually, you know, eventually were able to reach an agreement, I guess, what were your emotions like when, whenever we got to that point? Um, I think, it, well, first of all, it, you know, the wearing the, the wearing down kind of part is, is something that I, I think that you um, did a did a good job of preparing me for, you know, that, you know, just because they come in, you know, at X amount doesn't mean that that's the end all be all to to know that there is a course to be, you know, stay the course um, and that you, you know, some of the emotions that you have, you have to kind of sort of table those emotions. Um, but what, you know, once things started to get close, um, it, it, it was, it was hard, um, because, you know, the, the incremental changes were, were small. Um, but one point that you made, um, to me prior to this is, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, fight over, over, over pennies. Um, and so if you're, you know, you're going from a thousand dollars to $1,500 and you're not willing to, you know, take that difference or, you know, not change $500, then, you know, you don't want to be greedy in the sense that you're, you know, you're not going to change something over $500 because at the end of the day, you know, $500 or whatever those small incremental changes are, are not that significant. It's, you know, it's kind of like when you purchase a home and, your home's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you don't want to go to two sixty. But you know, over the course of a thirty-year loan, ten thousand dollars is is nothing. So you, you don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, and it's um, it's one of those things. Also, you got to factor in. You know, there our mediator Kim Kern. She did a great job, and she explained this. She says, you know. Um, you might, my, my fee is $400, right? Three, three ninety-five an hour, right? So, you know, every hour, if we're fighting over $1,500, which, which we didn't get to this point, but she just was making sure that she explained that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to spend three hours fighting over $1,500 whenever you're paying her three ninety-five an hour to, to fight over it, you know? So, um, there, there are multiple things to take into consideration at that point, but in, you know, you never got to that point. I thought you did a great job. I think you were very, I think you were very reasonable. I thought you were very patient, which was good. That's what I asked for. And you did, you did a really good job, but, um, I told you this was going to take 10 minutes. We're already over time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the last word. Anything else you want to say, uh, I'll let you say it and we'll wrap things up. I think the only thing I can say is, you know, you have to um, trust, trust in the process. Um, you know, I, I certainly couldn't have gone at this, gone at this uh, alone. Uh, and you have to be confident that you hire people that know what they're doing to do the things they're supposed to do. So, you know, I don't know anything about fixing cars and I sure as heck wouldn't want to try to change my oil. So I, have to hire a mechanic to do that because that is what he is an expert in and I trust that he knows what he's doing with the same situation here so know and trust in the process trust that you have the people on your side to do what they are trained to do and let them do what they're supposed to do and everything should turn out the way it should
Excellent advice. All right, I'm going to wrap things up. I want to remind everyone to go to the YouTube channel, yeah, Matrix Firm Injury Lawyers. If you have any questions or we have a lot of explainer videos there, make sure you like our Facebook channel where we have a Facebook page where we have a lot of great information we share every And then also follow us on Twitter uh, where we also share some other great information. Eric, thanks so much for uh, being willing to share this, man. I'm sure it wasn't easy to do, but thank you so much and congratulations on selling your case. Thanks, Tyson. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.